Welcome to the next best podcast with your hosts, Chris Cashman. 24 years old, a former sheet metal worker, Mr. America, and twice Mr. Universe. And Chris Daniels. Time magazine even named him Person of the Century. Now, from the CNC Podcast Factory, here's the next best podcast. Well, Chris, here we are on our year-end spectacular, or, well, it's just spectacular. Uh, we couldn't afford to make it a spectacular. You know, it's the end of the year. Budgets are tight. But here we are about to say goodbye to 2017, the year of the fidget spinner. Uh, speaking of spinning, by the way, how the arena turns, the season finale is giving us plenty of surprising plot twists. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. Uh, the NBA remains elusive, of course, Chris, but the NHL, will it be following St. Nick to town? And for more on that, we bring in our head of the AIC, the Arena Intelligence Committee, Chris Daniels. Chris, happy non-denominational winter holidays to you, buddy. Chris, happy holidays. Here we are in the home stretch. 2017 looks like 2018 will be a big year for the arena story, for the NHL coming to Seattle, and there's now a lot of momentum in the last few days here in Seattle with the Stanley Cup coming to town. But I think we should backtrack a little bit. Earlier this month, Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, said something he's never said before about Seattle and and talking about Key Arena, the deal being done, and what that means for the NHL coming to Seattle and said a whole lot more than people expect. As you all know, the mayor of Seattle yesterday signed an agreement for the redevelopment of Key Arena, uh, and that was pursuant to an RFP that awarded the opportunity to go forward to the Oakview Group Uh, which includes as its partner David Bonderman from TPG. Uh, So there is apparently going to be an arena uh, suitable for NHL hockey, probably for the 2021 season in Seattle. Uh, Mr. Bonderman, uh, with his partner Jerry Bruckheimer, uh, has asked if they might file an application for an expansion team and uh, the board has said that they may do that. That doesn't mean we've granted an expansion team. We've agreed as a league to take and consider an expansion application and to let them run at some point in the next few months a season ticket drive. Uh, This is a process that we go through. Uh, You'll all handicap the likelihood of it being successful or not. I can't stop that speculation, but the fact of the matter is The board has authorized us to permit them to file an expansion application and do a season ticket drive. Uh, It is envisioned that the terms of an expansion agreement, if it would go forward, would be basically the same as Las Vegas, except as to price. Uh, And among the other features that we have in the agreement are if we decide for whatever reason for the 2021 season, instead of expanding, we'd like to use an existing franchise. That's always an option. Uh, But that's not something that we're focused on right now because we don't anticipate anybody moving right now. Uh, Anything else? Any questions? Is this very similar to what exactly happened three years ago in Vegas? Are there any differences between 
instructions you gave to Seattle versus the instructions you gave Well, we haven't given them any instructions yet. Um, I, it, well, I haven't, I haven't conveyed that permission yet. I'm telling you before I can call them. The fact is they will file an expansion application if they choose to in the process of the information we require and the process will go through evaluating the market, the arena, the ownership, the impact on the league is something that will go through and the board will ultimately um, make a decision if they complete the process. Part of that process will be an expansion application and the terms of the expansion uh, was explained to them will be the same as Vegas except for price. How much investigation have you done into the possibilities of Seattle being a good city for the NHL? We haven't, we have, we've, no, we, you know, we, we know what you know about that. We, we've heard, uh, we're a little familiar with the city, but the level of due diligence that we will do uh, is, is something that the expansion process contemplates. From everything I know viscerally, uh, I think it'll be a good market. Uh, I think the geographic rivalry with Vancouver as a potential would be nice. Uh, building up a bigger presence in the Pacific Northwest for the NHL, uh, which, which is a place that we know has great hockey interests at a variety of other levels. It's an intriguing possibility, but we've got homework to do. A little flashback there from Batman, who is, of course, playing the part of the Arena News past, Chris, and that brings us to Arena News present. And Chris, there was something cool that happened this week. Ah, I see what you did there. That's a, see, that's an ice reference, and that creates a professional segue for your uh, brush with Lord Stanley, sort of. So, as you know, Chris, the Stanley Cup was won by the Seattle Metropolitans exactly 100 years ago in Seattle, 1917, the champions, something Vancouver can't say, Seattle, yes, has won the Stanley Cup. And I was able to talk to the folks who talk to the folks, so to speak, the keeper of the cup, guy who travels around with the Stanley Cup. They brought it to Fifth and University. That is the spot where the Metropolitans played in an old arena at where an, an office tower now sits. That is where the Seattle Metropolitans hoisted the Stanley Cup and is where we caught up with the cup and the keeper of the cup and the guy who helped bring it here. We are with Mike Bolt, who is the keeper of the cup. How do you get a title like this? Well, you, uh, in Canada, you don't dream of looking after it. You dream of winning it. So I wasn't a very good hockey player, so the next best thing to, was to get a job with the Hockey Hall of Fame. And... I was fortunate enough to get appointed by Phil Pritchard to be one of the keepers, and I've been doing it for almost 19 years. And it's taken me over all over the world, and as I tell people, I only hang with winners. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty cool job. Well, and we are standing here where Seattle won the Stanley Cup exactly 100 years ago. It's a piece of Seattle history that, that people, a lot of people really don't know here at 15th University where the Metropolitans played, won the Stanley Cup, hoisted the Stanley Cup, and where we're talking about it right now. What is... Uh, what is the funnest part of this job? This, right here. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, standing around watching the fans. Like, this wasn't announced that we were going to be here. We came here for you guys. And so people are just coming out of the woodwork. People are telling me they were up in the office building. They looked out, and, oh, my God, Stanley Cup come running down. And that reaction of the fans never, ever gets old. And that's kind of the favorite part of my job. It's just seeing how much joy and excitement it brings to all the fans. And, and you know, the, the players that win it have the same kind of excitement about it, too. I mean, they're, they're as big a hockey fan as anybody else. And uh, so when they get to have their day with the Cup and they've earned that right, 
uh, the excitement on their faces and their families' faces is pretty cool to watch. Even in a city like Seattle, which right now doesn't have an NHL team, are you surprised to see this kind of excitement? Hockey's played all over the world. Uh, you know, they got some, they got minor league hockey here, and and you know the game is growing here for sure. Um, you know, we go into a lot of non-NHL markets, and doesn't matter where we are, it this is a magnet. It just brings the fans out, and we have fans like in all states of uh, the United States, and every province, every territory, and we have fans all around the world really uh, watching NHL hockey. So it really doesn't matter where we go. This is a magnet. What's the one thing that you think people don't know about the Stanley Cup that they might be interested in? There's a lot of different things. I mean, uh, it weighs 35 pounds. It's made of 97% silver, 3% nickel. The biggest thing that people don't know, we're going to retire this ring next year, and that's going to go into the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. We'll move everything up and put a new ring on the bottom. It'll be the third time a ring has come off the Stanley Cup. Um, there are spelling mistakes on the Stanley Cup. For example, the New York Islanders in 81 is spelt New York Elanders. The Toronto Maple Leafs is spelt Toronto Maple Leafs in 62, 63, and the Boston Bruins is spelt with Q's instead of, uh, instead of O's. And probably the biggest character flaw on the Stanley Cup, which is actually right here, is... Oops, sorry. 83-84, Edmonton Oilers, Peter Pogham put his father on the cup, and his father had nothing to do with the team. So the NHL X'd it out, so that's uh, crossed out. And that's the easiest way to tell it is real. This is the same one that goes on the ice and travels the world. Great stuff, Chris. Thanks for doing that. Boy, it'd be fun to have the uh, Stanley Cup back in Seattle. And now, Chris, uh, most of the discussion on social media, of course, has been, what are we going to name Seattle's? assumed hockey team, whether or not we honor history and, you know, pick up where Seattle Stanley Cup champs left off. Chris, earlier this week, you actually got a chance to chat with the guy who actually has legal claim to that history. With Paul Kim now, who acquired the Seattle Metropolitan's trademark and all the colors in the jerseys. How did that all start? Uh, it actually started because I went to celebrate the 100th anniversary of their first game. Uh, after college, I wanted to do something that I was really passionate about, so it was like a side project that I started. I started contacting every company that was making Metropolitan's merchandises, but none of them got in touch with the actual trademark owner. And I found that he's actually never used it, and I had a way to take over, in a sense. And then I researched and then found out a way, and then kind of worked from there. I mean, why did you want it, though? I mean, this is a team that hasn't existed for 100, you know, won the Stanley Cup 100 years ago. Yeah, I mean, but the history is so cool, though. First American team to ever do some. It only comes around once, and then some to be cherished. And then I'm, I'm glad I got it. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, because now there's a lot of talk about the NHL coming to Seattle. I mean, what, do you, what do you think about all the talk? It, it looks like, uh, you know, it's a pretty strong possibility in 2020 that the city of Seattle will have an NHL team. Yeah, uh, I hope so. And I hope they're called Metropolitans for a lot of reasons. <laughs> uh, but I think, I think it is really, really important to realize that a lot of the polls before when it was mostly hockey fans, it had Metropolitans winning by quite a big margin. Right now, there tend to be a couple uh, closer races, but then a lot of those votes are from non-hockey fans who are going to become hockey fans, but people that will love to uh, learn to love the name Metropolitans once they get a little bit more into the history. So um, those kind of things are interesting, and I like seeing where it's going right now, but I'm just excited to have a team, like, to be honest with you. The, you, you helped to bring the Stanley Cup here. I think you've done it once before. What, why go to the effort to try and convince the NHL to bring the Stanley Cup to Seattle? Uh, when I did an event in 2015, I saw how much joy it brought everyone. And we had other big celebrations that we needed to do. First game was some that we I wanted to do. But the 100th anniversary of them winning the Stanley Cup as a first American team to do so, I felt like it's something that 
I really needed to do because it was going to bring that much more joy to people, hockey fans in Seattle. What do you think when you look at that? It's got a lot of history. Uh, about the name? No, the, the cup, the Stanley Cup. Uh, every single time I see it, my jaw drops. It's the best trophy in the world, I think. And I, I think a lot of other athletes agree with it, too. Even non-hockey players, once they look at it, it's just something else. What, what did you think of the, as we were standing there talking, all, all the people that stopped at the corner, yeah. not even realizing all the history just to get a picture of the Stanley Cup? Yeah. What do you think of that? Uh, I think it's great because uh, it's uh, it just means that I need to let more people know. Like I, I, I need to do a better job at letting people know of their history. And then it just shows that I, I can do a lot more from here on, more events and more people will know. Well, that'll do it for us here in 2017. We will talk to you all on the other side of the holiday break. And for Chris Daniels, who is already right back out the door on assignment, the hardest working man in town, I'm Chris Cashman. Bummer. I see that Daniels left his fruitcake. I got him behind. Um, well, maybe the new hockey team can use it as a puck. So long, everybody. On Twitter and Instagram at Next Best Pod. Chris, I like you. I just don't think it was an incredible vocal performance. That's the point I was trying to make. This is the exclusive ending of the Next Best Podcast.